0: Real Talk listeners, welcome back. We are in our series just talking about random topics. And you know what, Michelle, we literally were thinking about this. And, you know, we were talking on a podcast about and we have right learning and development, such a critical department within an organization, but growth within your organization. Like I've talked about this. I mentioned it recently. People leave organizations because of the lack of growth and development that they have. Like, Let's talk about that for a minute. Like It's insane how organizations can get passed by because their employees don't have the right development or growth to challenge them and create and instill that innovative spirit within them to stay ahead for the future.
1: No, it's absolutely true. And the thing that you, know, I can look at my life and reaffirm it, and the thing is, it's not even just that they're going to leave bad companies... For lack of growth, it might be a great organization, and there's just no potential to get to any of that next level stuff. And as a result of that, you start looking somewhere else. You would, good, bad, or ugly, we live in a culture where things happen quickly and we want things to happen quickly. So by the time we master one skill, And I mean master, not just learn it. Like we've done that well. We've done it for a few months, done it for a year, maybe even more. We want something new as people. We want to be challenged and pushed to the next level. And if you don't do that, even in cases where you might be a good leader and you might be a good organization, there's a chance that people will leave. I did twice.
0: Yeah. So why is it so important for us to take a look at different levels? When we train our leaders, we give them one set of of skills. For example, having a leader with strong communication skills is going to be a critical component, right? And if they are weak there, which we can see and assess in different levels of surveys or feedback or exit interviews or whatever the case may be, it's a critical component for us to be able to assess because the lack of development in communication then will hold back the the lower level employees from being able to develop and grow as well. As far as they're not getting the information on what's going on with the business, maybe they're not getting the right tools, the right assessment, right to continue momentum in some areas. So you know that's one critical component. And then you also have your individual contributors, right, who are the worker bees working on being innovative and really spearheading some different initiatives. And so. Why are each level within the organization really critical components to consider when you're elevating each department? And then what does a budget look like for a company? Like, how do you even continue to develop people? Do you have to invest funds? Do you have to have a facilitator for every department? What are your thoughts on that? When you think about why do you have to look at it at different
1: levels? Think about it like, not you, but for everybody, there are four different Kind of skills or buckets of skills. You have technical skills, then you have people skills, and then you have strategic skills. Um, And within those three groups, they sort of pull and rely on different strengths, different knowledge, different parts of the brain. You can have a, a leader who has great people skills but doesn't have the ability to step out of their own little world and look at things strategically to see how all of the pieces fit together. And so as you're growing through the organization, it is going to change the amount of each of those skills that you need. Obviously, the closer you are to the innovation and the projects, the more technical skills are going to be into play. But then you start getting into those people skills as you want to move into leadership roles. You need more people skills, but we don't necessarily care if you have the technical know-how because you're not going to be doing it every day. So you're going to lose some of that. And then as you move into those director roles or those senior leadership roles, You you have to be able to look at it strategically. You have to be able to say things like, we have this project in IT that is going to streamline the way we process company communication, but you have to immediately be able to start saying, how does it impact these people, these people, these people? And you start to pull all those pieces together into one big picture. And so depending on where you are in that kind of continuum, if you will, it changes the type of growth or development that you need. So that's the, that's the reason it's so important to look at it individually. At each of those levels, what you typically find is that companies are really good at investing money in the technical training piece. Typically, that'll be the first one that they jump to. And the reason for that is because, well, frankly, if people can't do their job, then you don't make money. So I think that becomes a no-brainer. We've got to teach them the technical stuff. And people realize companies realize you've got to have a communication, you've got to have leadership, you got to be able to inspire people, you need to be able to manage a business, and so they start investing in some of those interpersonal skills that have historically been called soft skills. Um, and very few companies honestly invest in that uh, strategic level. I haven't worked with, and I've worked with some pretty major organizations. I haven't worked with any that have put great investment at that higher level. Um, What I find most effective is when your training department focuses on the key things that people need to be effective in their job, but that also includes the interpersonal skills Um, because as you become, let's say, a multi-unit leader, um, interpersonal skills become part of your competencies. So, I'm not necessarily thinking just technical skills when I say how to do their job. I'm thinking how to do your job at any level. So, thinking strategically, building purposeful relationships, that could be something that needs to be delivered um, from a corporate level. but To supplement that, each department should have a budget of development that they can use how it is necessary within their team. And maybe they use that budget through your learning and development team, but maybe they go outside of. Maybe it is hiring a coach for someone. Maybe it is your department need some significant team building work um, because you're all new. Uh, So whatever that is that is unique for your department or your area, um, build something in your
0: budget where
1: you can make those decisions for some supplemental training.
0: You brought up an interesting point. I haven't seen very many organizations who truly invest, you know, in their executive leadership teams development. And those are the individuals that are creating strategic direction for the organization, and they should also be elevated. And now there are components, like you mentioned, executive coaching and some other pieces, but I think it's super critical to stop, pause and ensure that you continue developing as senior leadership in the organization because you are the ones that are giving the direction for the entire organization on where we're going, right? If if Apple didn't have Steve Jobs on challenging each and every person to be innovative, where would Apple be today, right? So you need to have your top leaders continuing to challenge themselves in new ways, to stay ahead of the competition.
1: Yeah, I've, like you're saying, I have truly only seen, I haven't seen the whole, in 20 years, I don't think I've seen any uh, learning and development organization focused on that strategy piece. And when I say learning and development organization, I don't mean the department within your company. Like there is a ton of external companies that put together learning and development solutions that you can purchase off the shelf. And I haven't seen a ton from them. That I would say the extent of what I've seen people try to do to help folks learn to be more strategic is some kind of capstone project at the end of some coaching where they're given a company-wide initiative that is sort of like, a, it's okay if it doesn't work, but let's hope it does. So there's low risk in the project and they're given that project and asked to work through it. The challenge with that is that it goes back to what we talk about with leadership being something that you stumble on when you are learning is solely, here's a project, let's see if you can make it work out. Your learning is now self-taught. There's no example of what good looks like or what you should do. So it would be incredible as an organization, if you have an LD team to bring together individual tools and resources that help you become more strategic. If you don't, I would say when you reach out to folks, like if you were to reach out to us at Real Talent, really dig into what do those activities look like to teach those strategic elements so that you know you're getting something where they will learn what good looks like.
0: Yeah. So, you know, that's an interesting perspective. And, you know, when you take a look at like when you mentioned that there's not much that has been evolved there from a strategic component, it's it's important. It's l- literally crucial and could be detrimental to an organization if you don't continue challenging those areas. I think when it comes to growth in general, I think it's just you need to take a look. It, growth doesn't always mean a web-based training or a facilitation situation. Growth means constantly challenging your organization, constantly challenging your team members. It also means, it can mean promotion within an organization, giving tools and resources for people to grow and develop. So if you're in a technology department and you're leveraging one platform for your designers or your engineers... Literally elevating that or when web based app, you know, um, applications, you know, or, or different types of systems have a new update and it may cost money investing in that update or that upgrade of those systems or taking a look and going to different platforms and moving things. Right. It's interesting how many companies actually sign contracts to be within the same system. For a long period of time, that's not going to create futuristic growth or development for their organization. Right. So I think challenging some of your previous past practices are going to be huge. Like For me, I would love to just sign one-year contracts with everybody because then it keeps my current technology partners like on their toes to like make sure that they innovate and create something even better for me next year but it also doesn't commit me to one single software or platform that may be may have better option like i may be able to pivot to something else that may meet my needs a little bit more differently next year now implementation of systems that's a whole nother story but like if if it's as easy as you went from skype business to microsoft teams like Sometimes that decision is a lot better than what you previously were using. So thinking about like how you get your employees the tools and resources they need to be cross-collaborative, which creates that growth, which creates that development, which creates communications and opportunities for them to have resources to present differently, to elevate themselves, is going to be a critical component moving forward.
1: So, it's funny. I want to pull together a couple of things that you've said, going all the way back to how being strategic is not something that is normally taught in the workforce, regardless of the size of your organization. and I want to tie it to what you're talking about with innovation. And so here's a great place, and it it actually it amuses me when I look at a company, like lots of things amuse me, so if you are in this bucket please don't be offended i get easily amused but this is one of those places where companies will they'll have this motto that change is the only constant right and they're trying to encourage people to embrace the concept that change will happen all the time within the organization but if you really look at the things that are changing they're not the things that you need to change to be innovative a lot of times What you're looking at, which is why people are so frustrated with the concept of change, it's not that you're changing from Teams to Zoom, right? And that that's a strategic decision you went to because the Zoom platform has more virtual interactive capabilities. The changes are, we're going to shift this job and do it this way and this way, instead of this way, because we weren't doing it fast enough this way. And as I start to hear why the changes are happening, it really does all come back to the fact that someone wasn't strategic to begin with. A really great example I'm going to use to put something very practical on this is a production environment. And in this particular organization, they had some really older equipment and then they had some more modern new equipment and out each of the, and both of the pieces of equipment basically did the same thing or produced the same product in the end. And you might ask yourself, why not modernize everything? Well, there's really great reasons. In fact, the older equipment was the most reliable equipment on the face of the planet. It was easier to fix. So if it went down, they could get it rebuilt and running in a matter of hours where the newer equipment takes significant longer. It had to have specially trained experts to update it, but the newer equipment produced stuff faster. So you would get more product over the course of an hour than you would if you went with the old standby guy. So each of the pieces of equipment had their pros and cons, but the biggest one and kind of where I saw that lack of strategy is how they were deploying product to each of the items. So instead of using the equipment that produced slower quantities, but was easier to set up on smaller jobs, they were putting smaller jobs on the massive new fancy mancy machine that took special text to set it up. So what could have been a tear down and a setup on the old equipment of less than eight hours was turning into a 16 hour tear down and setup on the new equipment. So every time they changed product on that new equipment, they were losing eight hours of production. And so and I just wanted to put something tangible on what I was trying to say, which is a lot of times that change in that innovation that you're trying to get people comfortable with has nothing to do with you being innovative. It's that you didn't think things through strategically in the beginning, and now you're paying the price of trying to backpedal and change things. Now, having said that, I will be the first to admit, because you know, Maria, neither of us is ashamed to admit our mistakes. When we worked together at FedEx, one of my favorite parts of that job was when I got to move into a different position and the people that I followed around and talked to constantly were the people that thought strategically because it wasn't something I'd ever been required to do in my previous job so I didn't have that skill, didn't have that knowledge. and I can remember for years thinking I'm never going to be as strategic as they are. So don't assume, that you naturally become strategic because that's not the way it works. Most of us start by doing a job, most of us, right? And then we slowly progress up some development path. And that job that you did to begin with probably did not require strategy outside of thinking about the next shift or the person that's coming up behind you. So by not focusing on that development of those senior leaders, you're actually putting your company in these vicious cycles of mistake, make up, mistake, make up, mistake.
0: We talk about this all the time, Michelle, with different companies putting themselves in different vicious cycles and situations and circumstances. And when it comes to growth and development, this is definitely one of them where we can continue to elevate the bar with organizations, um, with leaders. And as an employee in an organization, I think it's great for you to continue to challenge your leaders as well. You know what? I find your ability to challenge
1: a leader as the best example of whether or not your company is innovative. How do they accept it when you push back? it is a great example of whether or not you're going to work for an innovative company. Yep.
0: Any key other takeaways for anybody listening, Michelle? I know um, we wanted to kind of just give a high level on why this topic was super important. One
1: of the things that we try to do here at Real Talent is keep things real for you. So my first piece of advice is going to be to keep things real. I wish every company in the world understood the importance of investing in their employees' learning. And that is the minority, not the majority. So as an employee, you've got to learn to own your own development. Sit down and ask yourself, is this where I want to be? Is it not where I want to be? Where do I want to be? ask yourself to have questions, go to your leader, tell them what you need. If you don't know what to ask for my favorite piece of advice, and it seems flame it did when I first heard it, but it's really good. Look around you for someone who is doing what your ideal sh- would be and ask them questions. Most people, most people are good And if you approach them from a place of openness and honesty and say, I'm really trying to improve myself. I see you as someone who's really successful. I'd like to model after that. Can you give me some advice? They'll help you give that. But yeah, the big thing is don't expect your boss to take you down that path because it is never going to happen.
0: Yeah. So true. Well, until next time, listeners, take care. Bye.